888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. of Learning with Leslie's, a podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 267, I'm going to be sharing the ultimate guide to protecting your blog and digital life. In this digital world we live in today, we are more susceptible to hacking and identity theft than ever before. This is something that many of us bloggers don't think about until it's too late. And when it's too late, it can be disastrous. Your blog can be hacked. Your bank accounts can be hacked. You can lose your social profiles. You can have your identity stolen. Trust me, it can be a nightmare. But there's a lot that you can do to minimize the chances of these things happening to you. And this is probably one of the most important podcast episodes I've ever recorded because it can help you to prevent prevent many of these scenarios. So protecting your blog and digital life, that's what we're going to be talking about today. How are you doing? I feel like it's been a while since I've been behind this mic to share some value with you, but I am glad to be here talking to you right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I mentioned, this is episode 267, and if you want to get some detailed show notes, very detailed show notes, you can go to becomeablogger.com slash 267. You don't have to take notes if you don't want to. It'll all be right there for you. And lastly, I want to remind you, not lastly, we're just getting started. I can't be lastlying already. But I just want to remind you, if you have a question you would like for me to deal with on the show, you know what to do. You can call the hotline. What's the number? I'm glad you asked. 888-835-2414. So make sure to call and leave your voicemail if you have a question that you would like to be covered on the show. All right. Oh, one more thing. So it's not lastly, even though I already established that. This is brought to you by the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. Go to bloggercoaching.com if you want to take your blogging skills to the next level and get hand-holding guidance bloggercoaching.com. You get access to our Facebook group. You get access to the training courses on all different types of things related to blogging to help you to accelerate your success. So check it out at bloggercoaching.com. Now let's get into today's topic because this topic is a huge topic. This topic is a very important topic. I'm recording this right now in 2016, 2016. And technology, you know, technology is a beautiful thing, but man, technology can mess you up. Well, it's not the technology specifically that's messing you up in this example, but there are, unfortunately, malicious people on the internet. I know, I know, it's very surprising. You never thought maybe that there are some crazy people on the internet that might want to hack into your WordPress installation or hack into your email, get access get access to your bank account and personal information and all that good stuff and wreak 
havoc in your life. Well, that is the reality of the times that we live in. But fortunately, there are things that you can do. I remember the first time, notice I said first time because it didn't only happen once. I remember the first time I was hacked. It was a really stupid hack. Someone hacked into my WordPress site and they made it so that if you went to my WordPress site, it redirected you to some other spam site on the internet. Now, that's obviously not a good thing. That's just the first time I was hacked and I was hacked multiple times since then until I started to take security really seriously. But, you know, when I started doing this on my, uh, full-time, my, this blogging thing and, and marketing and all that good stuff full-time, I knew I had to step up my game. But it wasn't until one mastermind meeting that I had with my mastermind group, um, and uh, I have pe- we have people like Pat Flynn and Mike Stelzner, Cliff Ravenscraft, uh, we have Ray Edwards, Mark Mason, and myself, we mastermind and we meet once a week. And once Mike Stelzner from socialmediaexaminer.com, he was in a hot seat. And he decided to use that hot seat to basically educate us about some crazy stuff that's happening on the internet in terms of hacking, in terms of online security, and just kind of giving us a lot of information about what we can do to protect ourselves and, and minimize the risk of someone messing us up, messing up our digital empires, messing up our online business and all that good stuff. And I really, really started taking it seriously at that point because, you know what, if you, if you take my blog, <laughs> if you take what I've built online, you've taken my livelihood. You've taken income for my family. You've taken, I won't say everything, but you've taken a whole lot. So I know that I need to be not reactive, but proactive when it comes to online security. And I kind of, I've, I've gone overboard, but I've gone overboard because I've seen the devastation that can happen when someone gets access to things that belong to you digitally that they shouldn't have access to. So I'm going to share with you all of my tips so that you, if you haven't been thinking about this, I want you to just stop right now. Stop whatever you're doing. And I want you to really listen to this episode. And don't listen to this episode like, oh, yeah, listen to it in the background and I get a tip here or there. No, I want you to take this seriously. Okay, let's get into it. The first thing I want to cover is the place where I think we're most vulnerable. This is the place where if someone gets access to this, They can do damage almost everywhere else. So it is very important for us to protect this. What am I talking about? Email. Now, if you have your bank account linked to your email, you have your uh, WordPress site linked to your email, you have your social media profiles linked to your email and all those kinds of things, you know, if if I have access to your email account, I can go to your WordPress site and say, hey, I forgot my password. Can you send me something to reset my password? And then I go to your email and I go and I reset that password. Guess what? I now have access to your WordPress site. 
And that is the same thing for many other services, whether it's your social media profiles, in some cases, even your bank account. So you really want to be proactive about protecting your email. Not only can people get access to your other accounts if they have access to your email, but email is a, a, a place where someone can send you a virus. Someone can send you malware. And if you unsuspectingly open one of those things, it can cause uh, it can cause so many issues. So how do we protect this? This, I think, is your biggest point of weakness. The first thing I'm going to recommend is for you to use Gmail. Now, this might sound a little biased, but it really isn't. Or maybe it is. I don't care. Gmail is good. Gmail is secure. Yes, there are other secure email out there. Um, and maybe you're using one. And if so, that's great. But Google is very proactive about security. I know that for a fact. And, and, and they have things in place to help to protect you. So I recommend if you're not using Gmail, consider using it. Now, that's not the only thing that you can do. You can be using another service and still be fine, but Gmail is the one that I recommend, okay? Number two, when it comes to email, never download anything from email if you don't know exactly what it is. I don't care who sent it to you because someone can get access to my email account. Someone can hack into my email account and send you an email that makes it look makes it look as if it's coming from me. It has a nice attachment and maybe it says, hey, here's a picture of my daughter and you go to download it and it's not a picture of my daughter. It's not a picture of my son. It's a virus. If you don't know what it is, and this sounds kind of like maybe I'm being anal, but if you don't know what it is, don't open it. And if you're unsure because it's coming from someone that maybe you trust, get in contact with that person. Call them or contact them another way and say, hey, did you send me a picture of your daughter? And if that person says yes, okay, then you know you can download it. But here's another tip for checking attachments. Because this is where I think a lot of people get messed up. You want to look at the extension of that attachment. What do I mean? If I send you a JPEG the, the, and, and that's an image, the extension is going to be .jpg. If I send you a PDF, it's going to be .pdf. Or you can have a .png or a .mp3. Those are the extensions. Now, what I've seen when some people have tried to get access to my stuff is they'd send me something that will look like it's a picture and it will, it will be called something like babypicturejpeg.zip. And when I see that, I can tell that they're trying to fool me because that's a zip file. And if I download that and open it, it can do all kinds of crazy stuff on my computer and you don't want that. So double check the extension. So number one, use Gmail. Number two, don't download anything if you don't know who it came from and what it is. If you're not sure, check with them. The next thing I want you to do and this is something that I do for just about every service. For my email, Gmail supports this. I do it for my bank accounts. I do it for anything that accepts this or has this feature. And that is you want to turn on 
two-factor authentication, or some people call it two-step authentication. Now, let me explain to you what this is. Two-factor authentication is a system that was created, or it's a, it's a, a, it's a process that was created where in order for me to get access to any account that uses two-factor authentication, there needs to be two factors involved. So let's say I go to down I go to sign into Gmail and I put my username, my email address and my password and I go to log in. That is not enough. I need to have another way of verifying that I am who I say I am. All right, and in some cases this might involve the service sending a text message to your phone. So The first factor is you entered your email address and password. The second factor is you verified that uh, you are who you say you are by having a text message sent to your phone. And it usually contains a code. And you enter that code indicating in two ways that I am Leslie Samuel, that you are who you say you are. Now, this is, in the past, I used to think, Man, I don't want to use two-factor authentication. It slows me down. But you know what? I would rather be slowed down for, for, for five extra seconds than have someone hack into my email account. And I've had this happen before where, you know, I, I, I don't try to log into something, but I get a text message saying, hey, I see you're trying to log into Twitter or to Snapchat or something of that sort. Can you? Um, here is the code. Once I see that, I know that someone is trying to get access to my account, and maybe they have my password. And what does that do? It tells me to go in and change my password. So I know it may sound a little annoying, but please do me do me a favor. Turn on two-factor authentication in every single place that you can. This will eliminate many of these kinds of potential hackings. Now, there are a number of ways that you can do two-factor authentication. Some of them uh, will require you to enter your your telephone number so that they can send you a text message and then you get a a four-digit or a five or a six-digit number and then you enter. That is one way. That is not the way that I prefer, but some services like Twitter, that's the only way they have for you to do that. Now, there is another way. When you go to set up two-factor authentication, you can use a, a specific app. You can use, well, a number of apps. One is called Google Authenticator, but there's a better one that I use, and it's called Authy, A-U-T-H-Y. And what this will do is you can install this app on your phone, whether you're using an iPhone or an Android device. You can even install it on your computer um, and your browser. I mean, you could do all kinds of... they, They basically have it for just about every platform. And what this will do is once you've set up two-factor authentication, it's it, let's say I do it in Gmail, it's going to give me this image that I could scan into the app. And once I do that, it's going to link the Authy app to my Gmail account or to my whatever service. And, and what it's going to do is when I open up the app, it's going to give me a code. 
And that code is going to change every 30 seconds. And that's a beautiful thing because now when I go to log into my, my Gmail account, it's going to ask me for my code. And then I will open up the app and I have 30 seconds to enter the code or else it will self-destruct. So the app is called Authy. And this process is called two-factor authentication. Now, if you want to see what services use two-factor authentication, I would encourage you to go to this website, twofactorauth.org. Two-factor, spell it out, T-W-O, factor, auth, A-U-T-H, dot O-R-G. Now, of course, I'm going to be linking to all of these things. Anything I talk about here, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. I'm going to have instructions on how to do some of these things. So make sure to come back to the blog and check it out. This is super important. I want, I want you to think that I am super hyper-stressing this because I really do think that this one thing can make the difference between your identity being stolen and nothing happening. Okay? So protect your email using some of the things that we've spoken about. Turn on two-factor authentication on your email, on your, your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your everything that allows you to do it. Depending on the service, there's going to be different ways for you to turn that on if they do allow it. But usually, you're going to have to go into the settings and maybe even into security and look for any two-factor authentication process um, that it may have. Now, um, with Facebook, the Facebook mobile app has an interesting feature. And if you go into the Facebook mobile app and you go, I'm actually going into it right now just to make sure that I'm telling you the right thing. And you go into settings and let's see, account settings. There is a place where you can go to your security settings. Okay, so I see security. I'm going to go there right now and I can get login alerts. I can get login approvals. I can go to a third-party authenticator, and then I have to enter my password, and then I could use a service like this. I mean, they have all kinds of features, but you generally have to go into the settings and look for the security settings. That's where I went just now in order to find all of these additional um, things. Now, in Facebook, there is another feature when I'm in this security settings right now, I see there's a section for trusted contacts. And what that will allow me to do is to, to specify some trusted contacts that if something were to happen and some malicious person were to get into my account, these individuals can help me retrieve my account. Please do that. Anytime you see a trusted contacts feature or anything of that sort, enable it put your wife, your husband, your son, your whoever can, that can help you to get access to it in case something goes wrong. All right? So two-factor authentication, big deal. Authy is the app that I recommend that will help you to, it will generate these codes every 30 seconds and um, that will help you to be much more secure. If you end the podcast episode right now, You've done a whole lot to protect yourself. But there is more. The next one, 
We were just talking about this in the Become a Blogger Coaching Club in the Facebook group um, in terms of using a password manager. Now, raise your hand if you are guilty of this. You have this one password that you've been using forever, maybe since college or high school or whatever the case might be, and you use it for every service, except for those services that um, have a different (laughs) specification for what your password has to be, like a length or something of that sort. Raise your hand if you are guilty of using the same password over and over, or if you have a few passwords that you've used over and over, Or maybe you have a little book with a few passwords and you go to that book. That's a little more secure. But if you're doing this, if you're using a password over and over again, regardless of how secure you might think or how strong you might think that password is, stop it right now. I want to highly, highly recommend for you to use a password manager. The one that I am currently using is called uh, 1Password, but there are others. There's Dashlane, there's LastPass, there's KeyPass. I mean, there's so many. If you're using one, I am happy because they all do the same general thing. They allow you to create passwords, uh, generate passwords, uh, strong passwords for different services, and it allows you to use that program to log into these different services. And these are great because it encrypts your passwords, making it really hard for anyone to get access to it. It makes it easy for you to have a bunch of passwords. I don't know what any of my passwords are. If you ask me what my Facebook password is, I absolutely don't know. But what it does with these programs is it allows you to create one strong master password, and this has to be one that you will not forget. And then it uses that, you use that password to get access to the program, but the program then creates all kinds of complex passwords for you to use on these different services. And what you need to do is create unique, strong passwords for every service that you use. Don't repeat your passwords. Create you, I mean, some of my passwords are like 20 something characters long. And I don't know what they are, but it's in my 1Password. And if I need to log in, I could use my 1Password extension in my browser to give me access to Facebook or to Gmail or to whatever service I'm using. And I don't need to remember my passwords because... It's all in the program. Now, the cool thing is you can install this on all your devices. You can have it on your computer, on your phone, and all that good stuff. If you have like a, an Apple Watch, you can have it on there depending on which service you're using. But this really takes your security to the next level. If you actually, if I, had to, if, if I were to say, do two things, it would be turn on two-factor authentication and use a password manager. If that's all you do as a result of this podcast episode, I am very happy. Now, when you're using these password managers, what I recommend for you to do is, even though you have unique, complex, strong passwords for all of these different services, I want you to still be even more proactive. I want you to update these passwords, change these passwords on a regular basis. Now, you might say, 
I'm going to do this every three months. And every three months, you go into these different services. You change your passwords. Uh, the, 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 the program that you use can automatically update your password so that it's saved in the system. And it's great. Now, let me just say really quick why I use one password. Because I used to use LastPass. And I, I, I moved to Dashlane because I think Dashlane is very pretty. <laughs> I know that's a superficial reason, but it did everything LastPass did, but it just looks so much better. So I went with Dashlane. Then I eventually switched to one password. And the, the only reason I did, made that switch is because one password um, launched a, a Teams feature. Now they all have sharing features, but I really like the way one password allows me to manage my team. And I could say, hey, give these individuals access to these vaults that I've created. And I, this is my private vault. And I like how it does that. So that's why I use 1Password. It doesn't matter which one you use. They're all great. Okay, next tip. Never, ever, 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 ever store your passwords in your browser. I know some of you are thinking, yeah, but it makes it so much easier. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. If you have one of these programs, it, can, it will install a browser extension for you, and you can use these programs to log in in a very secure way. Now, I know that Chrome allows you to save passwords, and yeah, that's supposed to be secure, but I would rather use a service whose sole focus is password security like 1Password, Dashlane, and LastPass. So don't store passwords in your browser. Don't store personal information like your name and address. You can use these programs to store all that stuff too. All right, so disable auto-filling, disable auto-saving. Never save anything in your browser. Are we good on that? You still with me? I know this isn't a very exciting topic in terms of getting traffic or making money, but this, man, everything could disappear. And you don't want that. Okay, so never store passwords in your browser. Let's move on to the next tip. Never send sensitive information via email or text or any other method that is not secure, super secure. So you don't want to send, you know, like social security numbers and passwords and access to the important accounts via email. Do not do it. Now, how do you send this information? Um, you have a number of options. You can actually use one password to generate a secure note and then send that secure note. That's one way. There's another way that I find very easy, and this is another one among many of these other things that I learned from Mike Stelzner, and that's a service that's called One Time Secret. So you go to onetimesecret.com, and when you go to onetimesecret.com, it's basically going to have like a little notepad there, and it's, it's going to say the secret content goes there, and you Put that secret content, whether it's a, an email and a password or whatever the case might be that you have to send to someone, and then you create a passphrase, like a password, right? And then you send, you, it, it, there's a button where you can create a secret link. Now, the name of the site is onetimesecret.com. 
But what that means is once you send it to them, you send it to them and you let them know, hey, this is the passphrase. Once they access that, it disappears. And that link is no longer valid. All right, now I'll give you an example of how I've used this because I am very serious about security. I've just transferred to a new hosting company. When I transferred to the hosting company, they asked, they were going to do the migration for me from my old hosting company. And they asked me to send them access to my server and all that good stuff. And they wanted me to send it via email. Well, not me, not Leslie. I'm anal about security. So what did I do? I go to onetimesecret.com. I enter all the information. I send it to them and give them the passphrase. And they use that to get access to that information. That is a much more secure way of sending content than just sending it via email. Because if someone hacks into my email or the person that I'm sending it to, they can get access to my important or sensitive information. OneTimeSecret.com, it's a, it's a very simple service, but it does its job and it does it well. All right, the next tip. You know when you go, you find out about a new service and you go to that service or a new website and you have to sign up. When you go to sign up, it gives you the option to log in via Facebook or log in via some other type of service. I highly recommend not doing this. I know you've been doing it. Maybe you've been doing it before, and I've been doing it. But I don't do it anymore. Because what you do when you, 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 you register via Facebook is you give them somewhat access to your Facebook account. And that is not a very smart decision. Unless you absolutely have to, I would not do that. Instead, create a unique account. Give it, uh, uh, give uh, an email address, a username, if that's what it's asking for, and a unique password that you generate with your password manager. Do not, do not use Facebook or any other service to log into other sites. Now, this isn't detrimental. However, if I, I could set up a spam site that uh, uh, that looks very legit and ask you to log in via Facebook and give me certain permissions, and now I have permission to post foolishness on your Facebook timeline or to send a message to your friends. Have you ever gotten a message from a friend on Facebook and thought to yourself, man, this does not sound like this person? And then you go to their profile and you hear them say, hey, my account has been hacked. (laughs) Don't be that person. To be on the safe side, create unique accounts for every service. Okay? Next thing. Let's let's I notice that I haven't even really spoken about WordPress yet. Because all of these things are things outside of WordPress and outside of your site that can really mess you up. But let's talk about we'll talk now a little bit about WordPress and some other things. The next step is this. Keep everything updated. Now, this is a little bit of a tricky one because here's the thing. WordPress comes out with new updates on a regular basis. They just had a new update was either last week or a week before. And here's why, why they do a lot of this. Not all of it, but some of it is because they found a vulnerability in WordPress. In some way, 
it was not secure. And whenever they find out about these vulnerabilities, they update WordPress to eliminate that vulnerability. So if you have a very old version of WordPress, chances are you have a lot of vulnerabilities and you don't want to be in that kind of situation. There are malicious people out there that scan the internet to find old WordPress installations and once they find them, they in- inject malicious code, they hack into the site, they do all kinds of crazy stuff, and you don't want to be in that position. So it's a good idea to keep your WordPress site, your WordPress plugins, and your WordPress themes updated as much as possible. Now, here's the caveat. Once in a while, you can update to the latest version, and especially if you do it early, it can break certain things. Here's what I mean. Here's a very um, specific example. A few months back, I updated WordPress and it broke my membership site because the, the, the A member plugin that I used to manage my web membership site was not compatible with the newest version of, wasn't fully compatible with the newest version of WordPress. And once that happened, a member um, got on it pretty quickly. And when I sent them a support ticket, I say, hey, what's going on? They actually updated it within an, a few hours. And then they sent me the update and I was able to fix it without a problem. So there is a risk of that happening. So what I generally do is kind of wait a few days at least to see if I hear about any major issues. And if I don't hear about a major issue, I go ahead and update it. So you want to be updated because that can help with any vulnerabilities. But you want to be slightly cautious. All right. In addition to WordPress, you want to update any apps that you're using. Keep them updated because you want to be on top of any security issues that may have been found. Um, Your operating system even. Operating systems also get updated on a regular basis. And usually when you look in the notes, you will see they've um, they've repaired some security issue or something of that sort. That is very important. I like to stay as up to date as possible without breaking stuff. <laughs> so there's kind of a, a, a catch-22 there, right? You keep very updated and you're more secure, but you may break something else. It's something I want you to be conscious of, but you definitely want to be more proactive when it comes to these updates. All right. Let's say you do get hacked. Let's say you do a number of these things and unfortunately someone gets access to your WordPress site or 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 maybe you didn't do all of these things and someone gets access to your WordPress site they hack into your site and you know I had a friend who has a uh, an organic chemistry blog and there was a time when you try to go and access that organic chemistry blog and it goes to a porn site well fortunately there are backup systems that you can use. So I want to encourage you to have a strong backup system. Now, the first place you want to check with this is with your hosting company because in some cases, your hosting company will have a very strong backup system that makes it easy for you to say, oh, no, I, ha- I got hacked today. Let's go back to yesterday. 
<laughs> and it's that easy. You go in, you click a button, and it reverts to what your site was yesterday, and then you can fix any um, security issues that you've had and all that good stuff. So you want to check with your hosting company and see what kind of a backup system they have. If you have shared hosting, you most likely won't have a strong backup system. If you have VPS or dedicated hosting, which is more advanced hosting or specific types of WordPress hosting, they may have backup systems in place. So just investigate it. I can't tell you one thing in particular because different hosting companies handle this in different ways. So check that out. The next thing is... You can go and have, you can actually have WordPress specific backup. Now, some of these solutions are very slick. There's a service called VaultPress, and this is created by Automatic, which is the company behind WordPress. And what that does is you install a plugin, you pay for a service, I think it's something like $5 a month. And what that will do is it will continuously back up your WordPress site. So if you go in and make a change right now, it's going to be backed up. And you can then go in and, and just click and say, hey, restore it to uh, two days ago at this time, and it will restore your site. And it's very, very easy. Once you set it up, you kind of set it and forget it until something goes wrong, someone hacks into your site, and you just need to go back a few days. It is a great service. Now, the, the, the only problem that some people have with this is that it's a monthly payment. All right, You're paying $5 a month. I think it's $5 per month per site. So if you have five sites, you're paying $25 a month, and that can add up. Okay, There's another service that's called Backup Buddy. And this is a WordPress plugin that allows you to do something similar. It's a little more technical, but once you have it set up, you can say, hey, I want to back up my WordPress site on a specific schedule, whether it's daily or hourly if you want for some strange reason. Um, and um, you can basically say, I want to back this up to Dropbox or I want to back this up to my hard drive or whatever the case might be. And then you have all these backups from which you can restore store your WordPress site. So Backup Buddy, that's a WordPress plugin that does the similar types of things. Well, I can't speak. Does a similar type of backup. And um, it's just a plugin that you purchase. And once you've purchased it, you have access to it. And you can install that on your sites. Okay, so that's have a strong backup system. Now, this next one is... This is what I do full-time. This is my business, all right? And it, this is something that I didn't think about before I left my job. But what ended up happening was I was hired as a contractor to work on a specific project with a company, and I'm as an independent contractor. And one of the stipulations that they had is that I had to have insurance. And I was like, well, I have insurance. You know, I have health insurance, yada, yada, yada. But no, they wanted me to have business insurance, liability insurance, just in case something goes wrong. Um, so my next tip is get insurance. Now, the service that I use is Hiscox. I'll link to that as well in the show notes, H-I-S-C-O-X. And there are different types of insurance that you can get. There's liability insurance that protects you in case of a, a lawsuit or something along those lines. 
There's property in- insurance that protects your property. It protects your equipment. Let's say someone breaks in and steals my laptop, my mixer, my microphone, and you know that that could really affect my business unless I have business insurance, property insurance. Then that will take care of that. So this is just something to kind of protect yourself in case of any potential, you know, theft or 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 someone sues you because you you were supposed to do something and you did it and something didn't go the way they wanted to go and you know in America lawsuits is a reality that we have to deal with sometimes so it's better to be on the safe side than to be very very sorry all right lastly i want to give you two miscellaneous items okay we've gone through a whole lot These two miscellaneous items, number one has to do with WordPress. There's a WordPress plugin that you can install that makes your site more secure, and that is called WordFence Security. Now, this plugin is free, it's open source, and it provides all kinds of different security measures for your WordPress site, and I encourage you to check it out. They have a premium version, but they have a free version, and that free version does a lot of things. It blocks known attackers, blocks malicious networks, IP addresses from places that they know are are prone to send hack uh, like hackers to your site and all those types of things. And there's so many things you can do. You can even have two-factor authentication on your site. And that is cool. Someone goes to hack into your WordPress site, they know your password for some strange reason, but they don't have your phone, so they can't get access to your site. WordFence security. Uh, this is one that I did not have installed because of the fact that I was with a host that really focused on security. But since I've moved to another host, host that focuses on other things that I like, uh, I'm going to be using this plugin in conjunction with my WordPress site. And that's really going to help my site be much more secure. So that's one of the miscellaneous tips I'm going to give you one more miscellaneous tip, and this one is Mac only. There's a, a pretty cool um, uh, 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 app that I found. Now, here's the thing. on my I have a MacBook Pro, and I never put it to where if I want to get access to my computer... I have to enter my password because I find that slows me down. You know, I got to log in every time and all that good stuff. This program, Mac ID, what it will do is it will connect your laptop to your phone or your computer to your phone, Mac only, and we're dealing with an iPhone. And what's going to happen is if I start to walk away from my computer, and I am, you know, a few feet away. I, I don't know exactly how many feet it is. But once I reach that threshold, it's actually just going to lock my computer automatically. And then when I come back, I don't have to type in my password. I'm using an iPhone 6S Plus that has a fingerprint reader. And what I have to do is just touch the fingerprint reader and then it unlocks my laptop. And then I can continue working. So this is a really cool way because, you, you know, you got some serious stuff on your laptop now, all right? You have last password or a last pass or one password or dash lane or whatever, 
And if you walk away from your computer and someone comes and sees that open, they can get access to all your passwords. But now I have an easy way so that if I walk away from my computer, it connects via Bluetooth, it will automatically lock it, and to, to open it, I either have to put in my password or just touch the fingerprint reader on my phone, and it works really well. So I've given you a lot of tips. Number one, protect your email. Number two, turn on two-factor authentication. Use a password manager. Never store passwords in your browser. Never send sensitive information via email or text. Create unique accounts. Keep everything updated. Have a strong backup system. Get insurance. Use the WordPress, the WordFence security plugin for WordPress. Use Mac ID. That's a whole lot. Yes, I go overboard. If you just want to do the minimal, use a password manager and turn on two-factor authentication. That's pretty much it. I hope you got value from that. That was a lot of information. But you know what? I think it's that important. And I wanted to kind of digress from the typical blogging topic and online business. I guess this is online business, but how to do marketing, how to do social media and those types of topics because the last thing I want is for you to get hacked, for someone to steal your identity. I think that's a big deal. And now that we're putting so much on the internet, I think it's more important than ever. All right, so this was episode 267. I hope you got value from it. I know you got value from it. You can go to becomeablogger.com slash 267. If you missed anything, it'll be right there. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, especially this episode, share it. Help me get the word out about this. Share this with the world. Share it with your friends. Share it with your mom, your your father. I was going to say your dog. I don't know why I was going to say that. <laughs> Anyhow, if you want to get your blog started, freebloggingvideos.com. I have a free course there. But if you want to take it to the next level, bloggercoaching.com. Join the coaching club. Our members love the hand-holding guidance they get. And I know, I, I think you're going to love it too. So that's pretty much it from the, for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.